Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. <laughs> I came into 2017 angry because I lost in Mario Kart. We've all been there. I started my 2017 um, under a blanket on a couch, petting a dog next to Sarah. We did not stand up. I looked at her and I was like, can we not stand up? Everybody everybody started counting down. We heard the number 10. And I was like, can we please not stand up? And she was like, no, we don't have to. And so we started with our with our sparkling cider on the couch with a dog like an old married couple. And it was great. That's how you know you guys are meant to be together. It's true. It's just like the, you agree to not stand up for the <laughs> ball drop. Wonderful. Anyway, welcome to The Crunch, everyone. Episode 16, uh, edition 2. We recorded this yesterday, but someone who lives in Florida and will not be named uh, had some trouble recording, and he sent me a blank audio file. So we're just going to do it again, and hopefully it turns out better this time. Yeah, I mean, that's because, all you can do I mean, is hope, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, worst case is it turns out worse. But anyway, I'm Ethan, uh, a.k.a. Bropostle. And I'm Patrick, at Catholic Pat. And we are out here. Um, thank you all for listening. Uh, just a real quick, want to thank everybody who voted for us in the Catholic Hipster of the Year poll that Tommy Ty put up. Uh, we went against some heavyweights, literally a man named Mountain. Um, <laughs> I cannot believe that we didn't lose to him in a hipster contest. His name is Mountain. The mountain was cast into the sea. Wow. Spectacular. The joke was made twice. Ah, the oh, jokes aren't dude. funny when you do them two times in a no, row. It wasn't funny last time either. I know. I had to do anyway, it again. We went up against Hannah Williams, good friend, mortal enemy. Um, <laughs> not sure how she feels about me. We're meeting her at Seek in a couple of days, so hopefully that goes well. Um, I'm going to wear a Gators shirt when I see her. And there was a priest who was up for it as well. I don't really know his name, but he runs the Franciscan Twitter account, I think. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty cool. But we won, so thank you for everybody who voted for us. We are the co-Catholic hipsters of the year, um, which is phenomenal. So thank you. Uh, one more thing before we get trucking on this is I want to do Catholic, not Catholic, uh, Crunch of the Week. I mean, it is Catholic, but it's not whatever. Uh this one's going to be coming from Hannah Jackson, who asked me for a shout-out um, in our Seek group chat. And so I figure, you know, she's been nice enough. Might as well give it to her. Uh, this is her review, Churches Not Chachas. Uh, she said, The first Catholic podcast to use the word bag in a holy way. That should be enough for you. Combines authentic and thoughtful discussion on prayer, evangelization, and Catholic culture with meme references and other millennial banter that will make ev- anyone, even the rocks, cry out with joy to the Lord. Keep it crunchy, my dudes. We have our yeah. sick millennial banter. We do. This is, oh, yeah. We, we appeal to the youths. Banter. Right. The youths love us. The sorority women. They love <laughs> listening to us. We've got a lock on the demographics. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. I think that was uh, a Bernie impression. That's a, I don't know. 
We all need to understand that I am Bernie Sanders. That's not good. He hasn't been in the news for a while. It's true. Wrong. My Donald Trump is way better. Wrong. Anyway, uh, do you want me to tell the dream or should we just start? I do want you to tell the dream because it means Uh, a lot to me. Okay. So before we get started, we're almost there. Don't worry. Before we get started, uh, I had a dream about Seek because I've been thinking about it a lot and I've been on Twitter a lot recently before I go to bed because I've been watching poll numbers come in. But uh, I had this dream that we were at Seek and Patrick was there. And this is like the first time I was meeting him in the dream, right? So I see him from across the room. We're in this holding area. Everybody's gotten off the, off the bus and I see this tall... He's looming above everyone because he's <laughs> six foot ten. And I see him and he's playing the guitar. And you don't play the guitar in real life, right? I no. do not. Okay, so you do not. And so I see him playing playing the guitar, and so I walk over to him, and as I get closer, I see that he's aggressively singing at everyone walking into the <laughs> conference. <laughs> and in my dream, I kid you not, he is singing to the tune of All Star by Smash Mouth, new episodes of The Crunch on Sundays. <laughs> All Star by Smash and Mouth, but every time they say All Star... By Smash Mouth. They don't, oh my an God. episode of the Crunch plays. <laughs> oh my! But God. every time they say the word Crunch, the entire B movie plays. Oh wow! But anyway, I just thought that was a funny dream uh, that I should share. That won't actually be happening at Seek, but if it does, I'll be sure to get a video to you. But yeah, that's that was my Crunch-related dream. I do dream about my podcast. Sorry about it. Anyway. Speaking of Seek, we're going to have stickers and business cards. going to be a good time. Check out for those. Uh, and with that, do you have anything else before we get started on this? Nope, let's dive in. Let's dive in. So, good news. I was reading the Bible earlier. Uh, I do that sometimes. Same. Catholics are allowed to read the Bible. We do not have to ask priests to read it to us. Uh, we can just pick one up and check it out, as long as it's the correct Bible. At subtweet at subtweet <laughs> anyway uh so i was reading through the gospel of matthew because i've read through this or i've started to read matthew several times but i've never actually gone all the way through it all the way to the end and this time i'm really trucking through it and annotating it and getting a lot out of it and i came on this verse it's matthew five thirty seven, and uh jesus is saying let your yes mean yes and your no mean no and I was like, wow. I wrote wow in the margin next to it because this is something that I'd been thinking about a lot. Not necessarily in the context that uh, Christ was talking about. He's talking about oaths. And I'm not really going to talk about oaths today because we don't really (laughs) take a lot of oaths, uh, your average person. But we do make a lot of commitments, or rather we don't make a lot of commitments. And so uh, I've been thinking ever since the summer when I wanted to start a podcast, but I didn't know what to do. I wanted to talk about the culture of non-committal and about how we, Mm -hmm. especially our generation, but I think a lot of people nowadays have trouble committing to things. Um, And so, you know, obviously Jesus wants us to mean what we say and do things with sincerity and intention. And that's a good thing that makes sense for us to do. But we so often forget that that's important and that we, we don't do that. So for example, so I, 
I'm a very popular guy. I have people pulling for my attention all over the place. I've got 16 girls that want to hang out with me over here, 14 over there. It's just ridiculous, right? Not being serious. No one wants to hang out with me but Patrick. <laughs> At least but, I really want to hang out with you. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so I'll have a friend say, hey, Ethan, do you want to come over on Friday night, hang out? And I'll be like... Yeah, maybe, I don't know, I think I'm doing something else with the full knowledge and intention that I have no other plans made, I have no, I, I was maybe thinking about planning something with somebody else, but I didn't actually, have, I don't have anything set up, and this person's asking me to hang out with them, and I'll say, I don't know, maybe, if I have the time, and I don't have anything else going on, of course I have the time, <laughs> uh, but that and that'll go for a lot of different things. If somebody says, "Hey, Ethan, do you want to come to this, you know, men's group? We meet every Tuesday night." I'll say, oh, "I don't know. I don't have anything going on on Tuesday nights. I don't know. Something might cut, come up. I don't know what's. I don't know what's going on." But we do this all the time. Is that we're always waiting for something better to come along, and so we never actually commit to anything. And so we end up not saying yes to anything. We end up not saying no to anything. We just say maybe to everything, which leads us to, you know, be in a bad situation where we aren't making friends with anybody, we aren't being productive, we aren't doing anything except sitting at home and waiting for our plans that we never actually made to happen. You know? Mm -hmm. It's not good. Yeah. You know, actually, I just remembered this. This yeah. happened with me. I did this exact same thing when you texted me all those weeks ago asking if, we, if, you, if I wanted to do a podcast with you. This actually happened. I was like, I sat, I was sitting in my Spanish class and I got a text and you were like, hey, did you get your equipment yet for the podcast? And I was like, there's got to be a way for me to back out of this. There's got to, <laughs> this is going to be weird. I don't even know if this is going to go anywhere. And even then I thought in my head, Patrick like, knew me, I was unappealing. <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to do it and see what happens. So if I had said, if I had flaked out, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be Catholic hipsters of the year. So that's pretty much the thing that we've done. So yeah, kids, if you don't flake out, you could be the Catholic hipster of the year. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I see what you're saying, and I was kind of thinking about um. There's there's that on a, on a on a micro scale. What do you you want to go to the movies on Friday? You know, that's yeah. the classic. Like maybe I'll do it, maybe not. Right. But if we're faithful in small matters, we'll be faithful in large matters as well. And this kind of carries into pretty much every permanent commitment in our society, there's got to be a way out somehow for us. You know, like we always think there's got to be a way out for marriage, for pregnancy, you know, like there's got to be a way out. Um, we don't like permanent bonds. And yesterday when we were talking about this first, we kind of settled on the whole concept of we like our plans. We like when we're planning our things, but when our plans involve other people, when other people are deciding what we have to do, we don't like it as much because we don't have enough control, you know? Yeah, and that, I mean, that's super relevant for me right now because, I mean, I'm at home uh, and when I think this is where a lot of struggles come for college students that come home is because you're no longer under your own control when you come home, right? When I'm mm -hmm. at school, I can eat three packs of Pop-Tarts a day, make a quesadilla for dinner, and then sleep for three hours and get up and do it again. And nobody will look at me twice or say that that's not healthy. But when I come home and I try to do that, mom's like, ah, oh, you need to eat carrots and, 
and beef. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm like, okay, mom. <laughs> but I mean, it's all, it's all good, you know, but we, we don't like being under the dominion of our parents. Once we come home, we're literally in their domain and, mm-hmm. but we don't like the fact that we have to do what they say because it's, it's not, we're not, it's not under our control. And because we're egotistical as human beings, we're control freaks. We don't like it. And that goes for, you know, planning things with your friends. If you're, if you, uh, if you talk to your friend and you're like, he's like, Hey, do you want to come over now? All of a sudden you're under his domain because you are following his plans. We all want to be following our own plans. We want to organize things. We want people to, you know, at least most people, maybe not everybody likes this, but you know, we find it frustrating when somebody has plans and we have to follow them, even if what they're doing is fun, you know, Mm -hmm. which leads everybody to kind of not make plans with each other because they want to do their own thing, but nobody else wants to do anything with anybody else. So we all just sit at home and watch Netflix and not make any human connections with anybody anymore because we're all too scared to commit to say yes to one thing and we're waiting for something better and that never comes along. So we watch Parks and Rec. Which is not the worst thing in the world. (laughs) No, but it's certainly not equivalent to being with a real human being. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know. Um, oh, what, what were you saying? You were saying something about how we Probably sit something home. really important and yeah. smart. Oh, no. Oh, no. I lost my train of thought. Whatever. <laughs> this, is, this is what happens when you don't plan. So we were talking... Oh, um, it was something about how like, we don't want to do what other people have... I'm rambling. Please stop me, Ethan. Okay. I like how you use the word plan because that'll just transition us perfectly into where we, where you want to go. Cause I can see it in your eyes, but <laughs> you just can't make the jump. Uh, so this, this all comes down to the fact that we like to plan for ourselves, you know? Yes. And that's why when we have all these situations with our friends and with our parents and with all these things is cause we like to have our own plan. And with, when the world doesn't operate by that, uh, it wigs us out. We get a little mm-hmm. wonky. You know, I was annoyed today because Patrick's audio was screwed up and I was going to have to record this podcast again. It was not, it was not according to my plan. It's Don't not a bad me. thing. Yeah, no, no it's not It's not <laughs> fault. I'm not mad at anybody, but I'm just annoyed because my plan today was post the podcast, pack for seek, eat some ham, and then leave, you know? But mm-hmm. recording a podcast was not in that plan. And yet... God has a funny way of saying, "Hey, dummy, uh, how about you? How about you forget your plans and do my plans instead?" And again, that's from the smallest things like recording a podcast to the super large things, mm-hmm. and that all comes down to just stop planning so much. You know, how often do you see someone go into college, right, and they have? And I deal, they're like, oh, my first semester, I'm going to do this. Second semester, I'm going to do this. Then I'm have this internship. Then I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to graduate and get this job and do this thing. And then by the end of the first semester, they've switched majors. Yeah. So, I mean, what was the point of all that planning? It didn't even work out anyway. It's good to have an idea of what you want to do and to let your desires kind of, you know, affect what you want and how, where you where you go in your life because you don't have any desire if you don't have any drive then obviously you're not going to go anywhere mm-hmm. but if you don't work with God and allow God to work with you within those desires then your plans aren't going to work hey 
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. Yeah. You know? A year ago, um, and this this whole conversation has kind of helped me gather my thoughts on this thing that I came up with last year was I wrote this article on our blog, estoverblog.wordpress.com, which, by the way, <laughs> apparently Sarah still checks the Estovir blog, but she doesn't listen to the crunch. Isn't that weird? Nothing has happened on that blog in... I know. Yesterday, year. yesterday she said, she said, you guys haven't posted on that in like a year. And I was like, how do you know that? Do you check it? She's like, yeah. And I'm like, you don't listen to the crunch? Whatever. Anyway, not we important. Post, I'm not mad. a new episode I'm not every week on Sunday. New episodes every week on Sunday. All-star. Anyway. So I wrote, I wrote my, my last blog post was a year ago and it was called reason is not a virtue. And I was talking about how around this time of year, around New Year's, we all start getting into what we want to do this year and we want to we want to um lose weight we want to uh lose weight that's pretty much the big one um you know and it's all it's patrick, and a lot go? of times our resolutions are about what we want to do about oh, ourselves no. we've lost know? patrick are oh you no. there i am you there. back okay yes. i just can't see you oh wow that's that's weird anyway all right let's just keep going all right so it's all about like stuff that we want to do for ourselves. We're not really focused on like what we want to do for others. And um, I also went in to talk about how our ability to plan for our future, for instance, like on the small scale, like what are you doing on Saturday versus like I, I have this big plan of like, okay, so Sarah and I are going to get married in like two years after she graduates and like this, this, that and the other thing. And like that, that ability to plan for the future is not a virtue trusting God's will is a virtue. So like we all have reason and we can all like discern that we can, we can figure out what God's will is, but that's not virtuous. What's virtuous is just blind trust in God's will. And so that's more important for the new year than figuring out what God's will is for your life. Right. And I mean, I know like 2016 for me, has just kind of been the year of, you know, trusting God, trusting God, trusting God. And you guys have heard me talk about it so much that's just my huge thing has been i need to trust in god more and i'm really bad at it and that it it fits in perfectly like you said with this new year and making resolutions and one thing that i need to understand and that i think we should all understand is that our prayer should drive our resolutions we shouldn't be making just resolutions just because this should not just be a casual oh Here's the new year. It's 2017. Mm-hmm. I'm going to write in a different font than I did last year. <laughs> uh, no, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, we need to pray seriously about, you know, I mean, this is just a good time to do it, but we should always be doing this of what God wants us to be doing, where we need to be, how we can act uh, in the place that we're at right now. Mm-hmm. And. This, I, oh, I've, the more I read this quote, the more it helps me out, the more it freaks me out, the more it makes me lose my mind. But it's from this book I'm reading, I've been reading for like a year. It's called Abandonment to Divine Providence. It's by some old French guy. He's a priest. Um, You can look it up. It's a great book. Very big. Uh, But here's the quote. 
It says, I will confine myself to the one essential business, that of the present moment, and thus enable you, referring to God, to act. The business of the present moment. That phrase really gets me is the business of the present moment because there's really no other business than what we have right now. You know, making plans is good and thinking about, you know, well, not make, making plans is not good, but thinking about what you want to do in 2017 and what God wants to do in 2017 and thinking ahead, you know, it's fine, but God's not going to work in the future. Mm-hmm. God's going to work now because all we have is now. We don't have the future yet. It's, it's not here. You know, there's another line in Matthew that says, um, which one of you by worrying can add a second to his life? Um, we, we can't just sit around and think about the future and think about what's my, what's my vocation going to be? What am I going to do in this? What am I going to be doing with that? All we can do is be as holy as possible in the moment that we have. Mm-hmm. And that the only moment is right now. And so you have to think about that and reflect on that every single moment throughout your day, which is difficult to do. It's very, very hard because, you know, things get in the way and things come up and you're thinking about this and you get distracted and all this stuff. And maybe at the end of the day you go, oh, wow, I wasn't holy at all today. Hmm. But that understanding has to be there in order for us to allow God to act in our lives. Yeah, and the, and the, the present moment is such a crucial point in time. Mm-hmm. Wherever, wh- whatever that point in time is, the present moment for us right now is the most important time. And it, it's sometimes so underwhelming, you know, like the past, there's so much past and like there, you did so much stuff and the future is like so unknown and it's so interesting. You just want to go touch it and see what it is. But when you're in the present, it's super underwhelming. Have you ever like worried about a test for two weeks and then gotten there yes. and then you're, you're in it and you're like, this is actually not that bad. Or you worried about like meeting a friend or something and you didn't know how the conversation was going to go and you're like, actually this worry wasn't that big of a deal you went when eventually when we we worry about the future we get to the we the future becomes the present and we get there and we're really overwhelmed and we realize how you know little our worries we shouldn't have worried um so yeah and, and because the present is so underwhelming we need to give more power to it because when we we stand in the present we're just we're underwhelmed and we think i got this you know that this is normal. This isn't as scary as I thought the future was going to be. And then we forget to trust God. And then the future ends up being crappy. And then when we look back at the future after it's our past, we regret the decisions we made. Um, oh, man. I've been watching too much Doctor Who. Anyway. So. <laughs> you understand what I mean, right? I do. I do what you know what you mean. Um, really, what I would say is that there is no 2017. There's only... January 1st, 2017, and January 2nd, 2017. Taking things one day at a time, an hour at a time, a minute at a time, that's how you're going to get the most out of your life. Is, you know, I see, I see all these people, it breaks my heart. Just think about like, oh, I can't wait to graduate and get a great job so I can be wealthy. Mm-hmm. Okay, whatever, do that. But that you're forgetting about what's happening now. You're thinking about wealthy, being wealthy in the future, that you are rejecting the wealth that you could have right now with the friends that you could have here at school, with the memories that you can make, with the opportunities that you can take advantage of uh, that you aren't because you're so concerned with where your boat is going to take you when you're 55. And you might not even make it that far. And you might not. Yeah. Don't, don't presume 
that you're going to last that long. And, you know, that's why we're always supposed to be ready for Christ's coming. Is we always think, oh, that'll be in the future. No, that could happen currently, ATM. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's just, it's it's something that I've been thinking about. It's been on my heart is that the first step into thinking this way is just not waiting for something better to come along and then understanding that we need to not make plans and then living in the present moment. It's just all three of those things combine into one holy knockout. Am I right or am I right? You are right. I've never been wrong. It's true. Did you know, did you know that about me? I did. That I've never been wrong? It's crazy. It's a crazy thing. I don't know how I do it, but somehow I manage it every single day. <laughs> oh, man. My dogs are barking. There go the dogs. How many dogs do you have? Two. I know. Don't they sound like a monster? Just like a group of dogs. If you hear any barking on my end, it's my stomach because I can smell the ham from downstairs. <laughs> and I'm so It's okay. Hungry. We've only got like five more minutes. so I know. We can we can last it. Last it out. We We can wrap this up. Yeah, but yeah, like the I don't know if you have you have you done um, Father Michael Gately's Thirty Three Days to Morning Glory or sorry Thirty Three Days to Merciful Love. No, I haven't. No, I haven't. You haven't. I I, I knew that because I, I asked you that yesterday. But we're gonna you did. move on. Um, he he talks about trust because it's all based on the spirituality of Saint Therese of Lisieux, and she is the most trusting. She is such a trusting person. Um, and I, I kind of came to the realization while reading this devotional is that trust is the foundation of love. You can't love someone if you don't trust them. And trust is also the gateway to God's mercy. So if, if you trust in trust is mercy, a gateway drug, trust is a gateway drug. Is that the title of the podcast? It probably will be. That's, that's pretty good. Oh man, we did it. Okay. We did it. Go, go crunch. End of <laughs> go crunch. Hashtag go crunch. <laughs> Tweet hashtag go crunch and you could you will be entered to win a box of my favorite cereal. You did, last time you did that, you didn't actually send any cereal to anyone. I didn't because I didn't think anybody would want it. <laughs> DM me if I owe you cereal. Anyway, <laughs> so trust is the foundation of love, and if you don't trust like if you don't trust like your mom, you're not going to love her, you know. So if you don't trust God, then you're not going to love Him well enough. And the thing is, we can't trust. We can't have infinite trust on our own. So we need a helper to trust God. And the person who trusts God the most is our blessed mother. So we should turn to our blessed mother for trust in the Lord. All right, cool. I'm, I brought it back to Mary. That was my job. You did. You always bring it back to Mary, which is not a bad thing because today is the feast of the mother of God. That's true. So we're out here. Um, no, that's good. I think that's good. Just a final words. I think that was smart. I don't have anything else to add. Other I think than that was smart. I think that was smart. I think you're a smart guy. You're just so intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> Me, an intellectual. Happy. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, yeah, I think that's all that I have. I've really I've really talked myself to death on this subject. Um, Hopefully that means that I'll remember it, you know? <laughs> yeah, I hope so, too. I mean, the more that you talk about these things and reflect on them with your friends and with the people that you pray with and are in your communities the more that they become a reality you know hold your friends accountable to this kind of thing if you see someone being flaky say hey do you want to trust in god or not 
you know, and then, you know, maybe maybe tell them to listen to this podcast and subscribe and all that stuff. But Give them a business card or a sticker. That's, that's honestly, in all honesty, you know, I talked about friends two weeks ago, but that's that's one of the best ways to, you know, get yourself in this mindset is to have good friends that do this kind of thing already and you can see that they do their best to live out, you know, God's will in the present moment instead of thinking about the future and worrying those are the kind of people you should have in your life that you should look up to and you should ask for advice from um, because they will make it better. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, the end. Uh, thanks for listening. You guys are the best. I appreciate it. Yeah, you guys are the best. 10 out of 10. If you're new, if this is the first episode you're listening to because you found us on Seek, I'm glad you made it all the way through. It's pretty impressive. And you're the best too. You are the best. Uh, I don't have anything else to say. Yeah, I mean, all I have to say is Seek is in a couple of days. I know I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Um, we will be tweeting uh, when we're on breaks and stuff, and when we figure out the schedule, we will be tweeting. Um, we'll fi- I guess we'll figure out a hashtag so you can search it. I don't know, whatever. Uh, well, but we will be tweeting so you could follow us and figure that out. We'll be tweeting like where we are, where you can hang out with us. We're not doing like an official meetup thing like the Catching Foxes are. Yes, but, we are. Uh, oh, we are? Well, I don't know. <laughs> you know what? I, I want it to be one. Here's the thing. See, we're just taking our own advice. We're just not going to plan. Okay? We're not going to plan it. We're going to all we're show gonna... up and if we're all there, then we're all there. If we're all if, and not... if nobody's there, then at least me and Ethan can make some memes together. I might are... not show up to my own meetup, to be honest. <laughs> We we need to do our crunch photo shoot if we if we meet up by ourselves. Can I do like the George Costanza uh, lay on the couch picture? <laughs> from Seinfeld? no, I think I think it needs to be, I think it needs to be us eating cereal out of the same bowl and wearing our headphones. It'd be cute. You can take that picture. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be somewhere else. Anyway, thank you all for listening. Uh. If you need anything, let me know. I'm here for you always. DMs are open. Um, shout out Tommy Ty. Shout out Alex and Ryan and Mom and Dad. Shout out Sarah Furtado. I got it. She asked me to do <laughs> that yesterday. She doesn't listen. Nope. Other Sarah. Oh, other Sarah whose name should have been changed. Anyway. I know two Sarahs. <laughs> I'm done. I'm going to go eat ham. Tap See out. You All right. in 72 hours. See ya. Adios. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We will pray for you, and we will see you on the Twitters.